This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. All right, I've got a question. Do you know the secret to love? Well, I'm going to share it with you today on your next step. As pastor, I believe that love is at the core of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here at the church next door, we want you to know and experience the love of God. And that's why we do this podcast every day. We're on the radio and we want you to subscribe so you can listen to it. But today we're talking about exceptional. We're talking about an exceptional life. And what would it mean to know exceptional love? And I think that is the key. That is the secret of love is to to know God's love. See, when you and I experience God's love, and you can experience it when you look at a sunrise or a sunset, and you're like, that is amazing. But then when you step into the presence of God among his people, that's what the psalmist talks about. David says, you know, I, I, I can't deny you, God, because I've been in the presence of your people. It's why we go to church. It's why we gather with other believers. And, you know, we, we live in a world with technology and stuff, but there's nothing like being among God's people. And see, exceptional love has experienced what it is to be loved by God and to be among his people. And today, we're going to look at the root of that in the uh, book of John, 1 John chapter 4. Open it up with me, and let's look what God has to say. God, I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for the godly people in my life. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you died on a cross for me. God, I thank you that we live in a nation where we can worship you openly every day of the week at work, in school, no matter where we go. I thank you, God, that you are a good God and that you love me and that you bless me and that I'm important to you. God, I thank you today. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. See, get your thanks on. Because this is, this is the week that it starts and we get to, listen, you are the only one that has control over your attitude. You are the only one. Choose it. Choose a good one. Pretend you're going to the store and you're looking through. You're, no, I don't love that one. That Jennifer told me she went shopping last week. I was at home praying and fasting. She said she was with a girlfriend. They said, okay, we have one rule. If you don't love it, you leave it. All right? And see, if you, when you get up in the morning and you're getting ready for the day, if you don't love your attitude, you better leave it right at home in the trash can. If you don't love your attitude, but it, let me tell you something. If you start loving grumpiness, it can become a habit and a way of life, and it will be destructive forever. And if you are known as the town grump, you need to repent. Because Thanksgiving coming, and I might come to your house, all right? Leave the grumpiness in the trash can. Why, why is this so important? Let me tell you something. This is important because if you bear the name of Christ, 
and you go around as a grumpy Gus, you are hurting my reputation and Jesus' reputation and everybody else in the kingdom of God. Your attitude is a reflection of your Savior and the other believers. Now, don't, let's not go down the, the road of righteous indignation. That's another sermon on another day, all right? Get out your notes. Come on, let's go with me, all right? We're going to be extraordinary. We're going to be exceptional. We're going to be the people that God intended us to be, all right? You got it open? We're going to, this is our verse. We've been reading it every week. We're going to read it aloud this time. Prepare yourself, all right? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Go with me. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. When was the last time you ever saw a perfect person? Wow. Did you know you could have perfection? That's an amiable goal. It says that in God, if you and I will choose his way of thinking, his approach to life, and we go to him, what will he do? He'll teach us his will, and it'll be something pleasing. You know, they bring you dinner, you're like, really, this? Better not say that. You might get smacked. But see, when God brings you his His will for your life, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Now, that may mean a change in thinking. That may, it may be a shift from what I want for my life to what God wants for my life. And, and, and so when we step into this, now this is what we've said every week, right? We've said that the way that you and I become exceptional people is that we, we start with the knowledge of who God is. And we go to him and we say, God, I thank you that you're my father, that you love me, that I'm designed by you, that I'm perfectly designed for your purposes and for your plans. And I'm praying, God, that you would pour into me all that you have for me. God, I'm seeking you. I'm looking to you as the source of my life. You're the creator of the universe. You put the super moon in the sky. Then you can take care of me. God, that you are my God. And I pray right now that you will fill me with your love, your peace, your hope, your life. And out of that, that I will be filled to overflowing and begin to impact the world around me. In the name of Jesus, amen. See, that's why we want to start every day with Jesus. That's why we want to go to him. And we say, God, I just thank you that you're my, you're my daddy in heaven, that you love me. God, I come before you every day because I'm not ready for this day on my own. I don't have the energy, I don't have the strength, I don't have the wisdom. You fill in the blank, whatever it is. Wherever you are in life, I'm telling you, he has all that you need and then some. And that's the approach to life. And this week, that's one of, that's why, that's why we're thankful. We're thankful. Think about what that does. Hey, when was the last time you had somebody look at you and said, thank you? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got, a, I got a note yesterday from somebody. They said, Pastor, I just want to say thank you for what you've been teaching me. And I just want to say I'm praying for you. I want to encourage you. I want you to know I'm thankful for you that God has brought. I'll tell you what I like. You think I'm not going to be nice to that lady? I can't wait to give, a, give her a big hug. No, why? Because she, she blessed me with her thanksgiving. You and I have an opportunity this week. To not only thank our Savior and Lord, to honor Him, 
But thank the people in our lives that God brings into our lives this week. Thank them. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Exceptional love. We're going to learn two principles today that are really important to be exceptional people. And the first is exceptional love. Exceptional love. And I believe the Bible is the outline for you and I in terms of exceptional love. It teaches us the way we learn what it means to be, to be a lover is we go to God and he pours his love into us. He is our establishment of love. Okay? As Christians. And John 3.16 is probably the most famous, uh, verse in the New Testament in our culture. And it gives us the 316 principles, okay? And so that's what we're going to look at today. John 316 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever, say whoever, <laughs> believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Martin Luther, you know, the, the one that, that started the, the Reformation by nailing his stuff on the... When he read John 3.16, he said, You know, I'm so glad that John 3.16 does not... For God so loved the world that he gave his son for Martin Luther. Because he said, if it said that, I would believe in my heart, he must be talking about another Martin Luther. Because see, he said, if it's being that particular, it couldn't mean me. But because John 3.16 says, all the world, for everyone, he said, when I read that, I knew that included me. Because I am somebody, even if I don't think I'm somebody. See, it doesn't matter what your perspective is on yourself. God still loves you. He gives his love to you. He gave his life for you even before you ask for it. See, that's, that's the best gift at all. He gave himself for us. So what are, what are the standards of God's love? God's love is unconditional. <clears throat> it's for everybody. It's not about a special group of people. You don't earn God's love. You just are loved. That's the way he is. Number two, God's love is sacrificial. He lays down his life for us. Number three, God's love is personable. What's that mean? That means that it values the person. That God's love cares about people. Think about it. Whenever Jesus, whenever Jesus tells these stories, like, you know the story of the, the lost sheep. Where the guy leaves the 99 and goes after the one. He talks about the lost coin. He says this lady lights a lamp. She sweeps the house all night long. She's looking for the one lost coin. And then it talks about the, the, the prodigal son. He says, you know, the son that takes it goes off. Every one of those stories, they're put in sequence together. And each time it's to bring about the point. Because God cares about people. People matter to God. People matter to God. If you have ever any question in your mind, what's the most important thing on God's heart, on God's mind, it's people. And that would include you. And that would include me. Now, this is God's message. God said, I love you so much, I stepped into the world personally to get that to you. Now, this is why this season is so important to you and I. Because over the next five weeks, our culture is going to be open to the love of Jesus Christ. It's going to be open to talking about God. Our culture is open right now. Our coach, culture is willing for you to walk around and be thankful. Our culture is willing for you to say Merry Christmas. Oh, some may rub back, but guess what? That's a very small minority. Do not let them win. They need your love too. And see, 
The reason God stepped into our world was to make sure we got the message personally. He didn't send a text. He didn't send an email. He came personally to show up. Now then what does he do? He takes you and I and he says, now listen, I need you to go in my name. Wherever you go, I'm with you. The Father and I are in you. If you know me, then you know the Father. Now what's Jesus saying? Christ Jesus in you is the hope of glory. Wherever you go as a Christ follower, you are the one introducing the world around you to Jesus. See, exceptional people recognize that it's no longer my life. It's no longer me. It's Christ who lives in me. And I have a mandate. I have a mandate to beat down old Doyle and his nasty ways and not let him shine through. But my, my, my goal is to be translucent so they can see Christ Jesus in me. And see, that's the invitation of God. He's personable. Keep going. He's acceptable. He's easy to eat. This is a pill that goes down sweet. That's why every week we say, if you're a guest, we're so glad you're here. We want to say thank you for coming. We got a jar of jelly for you because God's love is both free and sweet. It's acceptable. It's something that is palatable. All these people that make, 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 make God into a list of things that you got to do and don't do, they're, they're making, they're taking something beautiful, something sweet and putting difficulties in it. Okay. Does God have guardrails for your wife? Yeah, he has warnings. All right? Do not take this guard off. You could lose a finger. That's why they put that guard on some of those things. God will tell you what will guard your heart. God will tell you, but he's still acceptable. Don't focus on that at first. Okay? Don't focus on the safety fixtures. Just enjoy the new car smell. God's love is accessible, meaning it's, it's, it's got a low ramp. <laughs> no big steps necessary. Now, why is all of this important? Because when you and I go as his ambassadors and we share Jesus' love, we need to go in a personal way. We need to go and make ourselves accessible to people. We, we need to be all of these things. Because Christ is in us. Look what it says here in 1 John 4, 9 through 12. It says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. See, it wasn't our love for God that drew him to us. He came to us anyway. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. See, if we love God, it fills us and then people can see Christ Jesus through us. And so we know and we rely on the love of God has for us. That's why every day we go, God, I'm just relying on you. I'm relying on your love to pour into me, to overflowing. And then verse 19, we love because he first loved us. The secret to God's love is, first of all, knowing that he loves you and that he's poured into your life. That's the secret. Being filled every day. Say, God, I'm going into this day because you 
have raised me up. You've given me life. And here I go. Here I go. Every day that you are breathing. Any day that you stop breathing, you will probably be with Jesus. If you know Jesus. And so the breath that you have comes from him. Use it for him. First Corinthians 13, 4 through it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Boy, that is refrigerator worthy, is it not? Take that and put it in some big print on your refrigerator this week. You may have an opportunity to be reminded. There's going to be some guest at the house that are going to say just the wrong thing at the right time. And you need to remember, love is not easily angered. You need to remember... Love does not delight in evil. Do not put itching powder in any of their their beds while they're sleeping at your house. You know what I'm saying? Love, listen, look at, listen, this is the key. This is the second key here. The secret of love is showing God's love to others. It's showing God's love to others. This is why. Because when you and I love... It goes out of us and he refills us with more love. It goes out, it changes their life, it impacts them, and it changes the world. And this is the second point about extraordinary people. Extraordinary people are influencers. And the reason they're influencers is because they always approach everybody with love. Love is difficult to resist. That's how God got you here. It was his love. He pursued you and pursued you and pursued you. He overlooked, he overlooked your flaws and he said, Oh, don't believe that lie. Don't believe that lie. I love you. You're precious. You're mine. You're mine. I designed you. Don't believe the lies. For God so loved the world. Everyone. That includes you. That includes me. Everyone, everyone around you. Everyone. Look to your neighbor and say, you're somebody. See? Every one of us is somebody. If you can just, if you can get up every day with that, oh, baby, you'll run around like my dog, Bo. Infinite energy. He knows he's loved. I keep his cup full every day. And see, God is filling your cup. Now, some of us, we don't want him to fill our cup because we like our cup full of bitterness. Better repent, okay? Exceptional influence. I believe exceptional influence means servant leadership. What I mean by that is this. We look for ways to serve. We look for ways to love people, to invest in them, to, to believe in them. Look at Matthew 16, 18. This is Peter and, and Jesus having a conversation when Peter finally got, got it right that Jesus was the Messiah. And Peter says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not 
conquer it. He says, Peter, I want you to know something. Now that you know that I'm Messiah, you understand that I am the living God. It, I am fully human, fully God. I'm just going to pour into you. And nothing now that that reality has come into your life can, can conquer it. No power of evil, no spirit of hell, nothing can conquer that. Now, Peter, at this time, you know, he's with Jesus. They're doing ministry. And it's, it's not long after that they go to Jerusalem. Jesus has warned him, said, you guys, it's about to get tough, baby. I'm going to the cross. And on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he looks at him. He says, you guys are going to deny me. Oh, never me, never me. And then Peter denies him three times that night. Jesus is raised from the dead. A few days after that, he comes to Peter and he says, hey, Peter, I have an assignment for you. Now think about this. One of the reasons that you and I struggle in our God assignment, our God calling, is we know the times we've denied him. The times we've been ashamed of him. Embarrassed. Embarrassed to be a Christian. Embarrassed to talk about God. Embarrassed by that. And we allow that shame point to to overshadow his love. And as a result... We miss out on all that God has for us. Peter, Peter, in his exchange with Jesus, Jesus looks at him and says, I don't want that to cloud your memory. Look what it says here. It's on the back of my notes. John 21, 17. It says, a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Let me ask you something. If your mama said to you, son, daughter, I need you to take out the garbage. It comes to you a second time. Sweetheart, I need you to take out the garbage. I'm telling you, at my house growing up, If it got to number three, the name of George was about to be invoked. And that meant the wrath of God was coming through my father to my adipose tissue upon which I sit. When something has to be said three times, it's important, isn't it? And Jesus is looking at Peter And he's saying the third time, I need this to be very clear in your heart. I know I love you, but I have this one question for you, Pete. Do you love me? See, has somehow your affection for me ended because you had a failure in the relationship? Some of us throw up, we throw in the towel on a relationship, not because of the other person's failure, but because of our faith. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. Now is a great time for us just to stop and pray. You know, we've been thinking about God and His Word, but it's, it's no good if we don't apply it. So let's take a moment and let's pray. I know for me that I think about my food every day because I'm hungry. So let's take some time and pray for our farmers 
and the producers of our food and all our supplies. Lord, I know you have a heart for farmers because you taught about the wheat and the grapevines and you talked about going out and plowing and sowing and reaping. So God, you have a heart for the farmer. Jesus, you even said that the Father is like the vine tender. So in in some way, Jesus, you compared the Father to a farmer. So today, we're asking you to bless the farmers. God, I thank you for Angus Buchan. He's a farmer that I love and an evangelist. May the farmers be evangelists in our nation. May they stand up. and, And Lord, we are praying that you will help them to produce well, that their fields would be fruitful, that their animals would be fruitful, that the things they lay their hands on would be blessed. Because God, when you bless the farmer, our grocery store is full, that we have food to eat when we live in a neighborhood. God, most of us don't even know how it gets there anymore. And God, we want to declare, we know that you are the one that causes the earth to bear fruit, that you are the one that gives us every life within every womb, whether it be a human being or a sheep or a cow or a goat. Lord, you are the giver of life. And we're asking you today to cause life to to go forth. Lord, you commanded it in the garden and we're we're still in charge of life. And so Lord, the the farmers are on the front lines of our spiritual condition and our relationship with you. And so we're praying for there to be a revival among the farmers that they would seek you and trust you for their produce and trust you for your life. And we come before you not because we're worthy, but because Jesus told us to pray, to ask to seek and to knock. And we're asking you to cause the farmers to be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you for praying with me. You know, as a pastor, as as your pastor, I want you to know one of the most powerful things you can do and I can do is pray together. And I'd like for you to begin to join me in prayer every day. And so we've created a free prayer guide, but you have to go to our website, yournextstepnow.com, Give us your email address and you can download the ebook. It's for you, but it's also to begin to grow in prayer. It's the best thing that'll ever happen to you. Go to yournextstepnow.com and give us your email address and get your prayer guide today. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again, or share it with a friend. Look for your next step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just, you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast 
an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.